0: Howard Linsen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or Stock Twits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in
1: this podcast. Hey, hey, hey! Hey. <laughs> how are, are you this getting morning? getting good at this. I'm doing good. I uh, got uh, results from my MRI back. Oh, no panic. Now they're saying no Crohn's. So I've gone from. Really? Yeah. Just got the news. That's fantastic you, news. I've called my wife, Tom, and you. That's fantastic. So that's about how my life works. <laughs> Ellen first, Tom, then you. It's been That's 40 years of my life. <laughs> Tom's like, whatever. Go get a third opinion. Tom's like, get a fourth opinion. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, so yeah, we've gone from uh, hellish health news to like, no, it's like, you know, I had the bowel obstruction. The doctor came out and said, not only did we uh, clean that up, but by the way, you have Crohn's and immediately wow. they threw meds at me. Like the first doctor was like, here's meds. And I'm like, well, shouldn't we like, uh, do a little more testing? So I went to get a uh, second opinion. You know, there's so. And there was a there was a Larry David about second. There was a Curb Your Enthusiasm, and the doctors the <laughs> doctors were mad at each other for giving the other one a second opinion. And I went for a fucking second opinion. You should go for three opinions.
0: They're so like pill fun. happy, you know. They just want to give you pills for anything.
1: Literally, in the old days, I would have just ta- first doctor. Oh yeah, I must have that. Take mm-hmm. the pills. But these a heavy duty for Crohn's. It's heavy, heavy duty medicine. Oh no, kidding. Trust no one. I trust no one. So uh, I'm getting. I got good news today. That's fantastic. Glad to Speaking hear that. Speaking of good news, Manscaped. They're offering our listeners, uh, go to Manscaped, use Social Leverage, the name of our fund, Cap, CAPS, I think. But, you know, Social Leverage is a discount code, 20% off Manscaped and free shipping. So let me do an ad and then let's get Jeff Mackey on the phone. So it's the 25th today or 24th? 25th, I believe. First, I don't think we're nearly out of the woods financially. But uh, a lot of good news today, you know, banks are pushing off mortgages, 90 days, some of the big banks, you know, if you can get above the weeds of the noise right now, like there's some action happening. Mm -hmm. America's machine, you know, the misinformation machine's going, but there's a lot of stuff happening. People are chipping in. Um, There is some relief for the truly desperate, you know, the middle class, hopefully, the banks. People are behaving slow, but... If you, if you stay out of the noise of Twitter and Facebook right now and focus on some good information sources, there's, uh, I guess, people consider this, actually, a good information source right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to shut off everything because the m- amount of misinformation is crazy. I'm telling people, just look at prices. You'll know what's going on. It becomes um, noisy. so noisy. Um, but uh, second up day in a row for the markets, first time since February 12th. Uh, I'm not fooled by it, but uh, I was... Two-day reprieve of something uh, in a world that's uh, basically shut down. So let's we're going to have Jeff Mackey, who's my go-to on retail. And there's nothing more scary right now than retail. And we just went through a three-week plunge uh, where everything was thrown out. Uh, we've now got a little relief. And so I thought it's nice to talk to Jeff Mackey, whose uh, father ran Target um, for years. And Jeff covers retail. Um, so, But first, Manscape this is a portfolio company of ours. If you're interested in the company, you can hear this. Uh, we did a panic with friends. Excuse me. I just burped. Uh, we just did a panic with friends. <laughs> I mean, man, my mic smells good. Uh, panic with friends episode with them yesterday where Paul talked about being aboard a rocket ship, very, uh, calm, uh, kid. Um, so they're offering to, uh, Give a discount to our users. So, if wanted, to, he wrote a script for me. I want you to take a second and look down. When was the last time you shaved your junk? It's been a while. Manscaped holds you accountable to get rid of the funk and to shave your junk. Grooming is essential nowadays. But I know a lot of you are still hesitant to manscaped. You are afraid you may cut yourself. Understandable. That's why this revolutionary company has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0. Features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your skin. Take my advice. Go to manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Try the lawnmower 3. Use social leverage. Uh, one, no space for a 20% discount and free shipping. Obviously, breaking news, they have the Weed Whacker coming out. Uh, they took a personal uh, idea of mine and a nose hair trimmer, something that I live with. I just constantly it's like I it's people think I have a coke problem because I trim so much with my, <laughs> my my sharper image thing. They think I got a cocaine problem, but it's really just I don't want a random hair. I don't want to be in a meeting and some guy goes, "Look, did you see Lindsay? He had a hair it's like it was six feet long coming out of his nose. <laughs> There's nothing if you're over forty and you're not grooming, people are talking about you. That's it's not just well. the way it is. It's I'm talking about you. If I see a random hair off a body, we probably won't go out. they will probably be a one and done <laughs> on business meetings. <laughs> You're well-groomed. Thank you. Okay. So let's get Jeff Mackey on the phone, who's perfectly well-groomed. There's not a hair on his body. Hello, Howard. The macadamia. <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: to hear you. Peppy body. How's it going?
1: There's Wikipedia and there's Macapedia. You're the Wikipedia of retail. I, have have you crazy. been called that?
0: Um, just now. Just now. Oh. That works
1: for me. I like being creative. Well, you, yeah, you yeah. have no idea what's in store for you. We, I've got this crazy podcast going called Panic with Friends. And there's nobody I'd rather panic with post-first panic. First wave of panic seems to have passed. Um, but you. Nobody, I've told uh, people that uh, you'll give some background, but retail is your game. It's just something that you love to do. Um, the other thing that you love to do is manscape, by the way, they're a sponsor of the show. So, uh, you've been manscaping since you were 11, I think.
0: Has there ever been a greater moment in American male history to manscape and experiment with manscaping than this moment here? We've got a couple of weeks now, Howard, where we can get, yeah, I've got a mushroom cloud on my chest right now. And it's spectacular.
1: <laughs> spectacular. And when did you lose your hair?
0: Oh, jeez! Or did about you shave? Minutes
1: after it started
0: growing in, I shaved it the second that I realized it was thinning. I was like twenty-three, and Interesting. people, I would go home to Minnesota, great. and I, I looked fantastic. I did. I think and you do. People, people ask if I was sick like they thought I had cancer or something well, that was, age, was, yes. yeah because it was 1993 and they're like are you a skinhead or are you sick are you okay and, mm-hmm. and well, I the idea not want to be a guy called. I think the
1: bad move you made is putting the swastika on your forehead after you shaved your head <laughs> I was like <laughs> That was to get that was Charlie I know Panza it's misunderstood right from the start. but I have exactly. to understand why people would misunderstand that
0: I, I should have done my research to be honest
1: <laughs> Okay. All kidding aside, Jeff, let's give you, take your time and give everybody a background. I promise not to interrupt.
0: It's yeah, best that you been, want to tell. I'm an individual investor entirely focused on the consumer, which is a weird space to be. And, and the idea a um, couple, three years ago was that, that this transformation, this kind of omni-channel retail was a real thing. And you'd be able to tell the companies that were really doing it because they would just gather huge share. And it was kind of a big enough investing theme to to build my little company around it. and so that's kind of just where I've been drilling in because the idea is really, I can't beat the entire market or you can you know, debate that. But if you drill down into a very specific little subgroup, you can kind of gain a mastery of that that little niche yourself, and you're competing with a lot fewer people
1: i i, I there's few people I follow around markets on Twitter and because you're so focused, I mean, you and I, I kind of have the same passion with you without, but I don't look at numbers. Meaning, I have instincts. I just look at my own balance sheet and go, where am I spending money? And I just kind of Larry David projection it. You actually do the work and the doodling and have had the history of doing it and a professional life doing it. So it had, is that a full business for you?
0: It's a full business and business has gotten really weird lately, but it, it, has, you know, it's transformed everything. If you just kind of think about the way people shop, the idea just as a social experiment, I think the part where we really overlap is just the way people's behaviors change. And,
1: and what do you, way, what do you mean by that? Go ahead.
0: um yeah you know, people shopping now. So impulse buys, if you think of impulse buys 20 years ago, that meant the stuff that you would buy as you stood by the cash register waiting to check out, right? The magazines, the tablets. That was the that holy crap.
1: grail to get that space.
0: Exactly. Now Amazon, who knows what percentage of their company, customers are just depression shopping or drunk shopping or just you can literally buy anything you want anytime you want it and have it delivered to you in the manner most convenient for you. Yes, That is huge. That, huge. That is, you, you've changed the entire economy just from soup to nuts. Everything changes with that. And there's no going back. Once customers get used to that, I want it the way I want it they're not going to be inconvenienced. They're, they're not going to order from catalogs again after we've, we've opened this kind of ones.
1: Yeah. And the, who would you say you and I love Lula, but who would you say are the best omni-channel of the old school? Like Manscaped is the the first that I've, I've been blessed uh, to run across <laughs> Paul and Manscaped has become omni-channel. You, you can listen to the podcast, but I mean, they're Target, Walmart, Uh, and direct to consumer manscaped and advertise, you know, UFC fights were considering this is a three-year-old company that's gone (laughs) omni-channel. So who are the best omni-channelers besides Amazon and I guess Walmart?
0: Um, you know, Walmart target got murdered today, but they're, they've they been focused on on just becoming the easiest place to shop is how they say it. And if you think about really the virus, however, this turns out, people are going to be going to stores or they're going to want absolutely zero contact food left on my doorstep and or just put it in the trunk of my car as I slowly drive my car past your store, yeah. you know, whichever way it goes. You want a merchant that can kind of open up their channels and, and deliver the product as promised. And that's what Target said on, on Wednesday morning. The stock got annihilated. Oh, I'm did not sure it? what people were it right for. Now. They had twenty percent comps. I
1: oh was, my goodness. You
0: know, it, it's twenty percent comps and the, the shares fell ten bucks. I uh oh, concerns yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm not sure, you know, as, as a bull. I don't know what retailers are essential, which aren't, but I I tend to like the companies that are open and have big long lines out front because eventually they're going to win, you know, and it targets always been built on the idea. If you get people in the store, you keep the store clean, you'll sell more product than people intended to buy when they went in there. That's going to happen again. So I'm kind of only really involved with stocks right now until we kind of get through this like that, you know, that just have a base customer, that's going to keep coming back, no matter how this mess turns out.
1: Now, yeah, Starbucks honestly, fall under coverage by you or no?
0: It would, but I'm not kind of crazy about it here. I don't. There's too much China there, and yeah. there's too much. What I'm worried about is they're they're opening units in China. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It, it's you need to get the traffic. Just opening your store, holy shit, that you can get the government to open something. Yeah. You got to get people to actually go there and drink. And, you know, right now, Starbucks is just there's there's too many moving parts. And I don't think there's that inherent affection where people will never swap out their caffeine from Starbucks with caffeine from anywhere. Else. I'm
1: with you. I, I treated treated it the last few days as a trading vehicle for the panic, meaning they're going to win long term because of this panic, yeah. in my opinion. So I'd love your opinion there. Like as the world unfolds from this panic. Um, you're on the beach in San Diego. I forgot to tell people that, but, yeah. um, or not on the beach, but in San Diego, um, what will change? Like, will the big get bigger or is there any hope for a smaller Like under the, the radar the, company right now?
0: You know who you're losing fast are, are the non-public little stores that you walk past in the mall that that you don't really think about you know the yeah. canvas store the, the car shop the you know weird quirky retailer those guys are are just dying and my daughter works for one and and which one um
1: just a little uh, local she works
0: one. for whiskey and leather whiskey mm-hmm. and leather it's, called, it's a great fashionable kind of young woman's apparel place you know but it's an impulse buy spot at uh this kind of fancier mall that's been shut down you know uh-huh. for, the, for the virus It's mm-hmm. it's the mall has great traffic But they don't really have an internet presence. It's a small business. It's a small startup with with tight revenues, you know, tight payroll. And they've got nowhere to go right now. And those are the companies that we're losing fast. The rest of it is, you know, we've lost kind of the trade on a lot of these mall stocks just because they fell relentlessly for the first three weeks of March. Oh my God. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Oh, so malls were
1: worth, okay, I didn't separate them separately. So the most damage was like the gap.
0: The gap just got destroyed. Could they? Will they survive this? I'm telling friends,
1: off. that there's a possibility of a company like that, as great as it is, I don't know their balance sheet, but are they? It was acting like it could go bankrupt. Like it just fell yeah. to bed so quickly that I think people don't realize that even in a panic, hedge funds are doing their work, and there are they're eyeing ones that may not make it.
0: Right. And and the problem with um, the retailer death spiral is that they just can't move their inventory. And so, you know, what people don't realize the gap, they're not just closed, but they've got deliveries that they they set up months ago that are still going to be arriving while they have winter stuff that they haven't sold through. And eventually they have to go back to their stores and yeah. kind of reopen everything, like King Tut's tomb. I mean, God knows oh. what they're going to find when you go back and like, the Who ball.
1: are those stragglers that come back first? What did those right. people look like? You
0: know, and and who's going to Foot Locker right now to to exchange the communal sock and try on some shoes? Uh, holy crap! Didn't think uh, of that. you know. Good
1: point. Shoes, it's, shoes it's, and they're
0: downstream from from team sports, which we don't have any spring sports at all right now. That's a mean, a good hit. point. You know, and and it all trails off. And so there's no way you can look at this, you know, even if you dismiss, like Nike reported. What an incredible company that is. What an amazing, just winner bots. Nothing but winner bots up there that just want to go destroy things. But they don't really control their destiny all that much here. And so what you figure as this plays out is a company like Nike going to want to control its presentation because they don't really, they don't spend billions of dollars marketing every year. So they can be part of a haunted mansion in Foot Locker.
1: Right. They're, they're so they Locker want to control way, it. I see. I see the way that works. Way so Footlocker's down seventy percent, and Nike's down thirty percent. Look at 30%. Macy's. They're
0: another one where they carry nothing but product that people can sell direct and in other ways. Mm-hmm. Macy's as a department store is just an aggregator of crap. And you know it was trading like it bankruptcy was a real thing.
1: Yeah, um, I, got my, I got out I got a lot of Lulu today. I, I, so here's my take on Lulu. You, you follow it the closest. It was as scared as I was. Few last week at 150 140 130 it felt like okay i can't lose here they have no debt the malls will open it's got every demographic trend working for it maybe they're not that great at e-commerce yet but every demographic trend working for them because they're not they don't care about poor people. I mean, I'm just being realistic. It's not, they don't build product for and, poor people.
0: And truthfully, they're much better at e-commerce than like the gap. So they can- No, I alive. understand
1: that. I just don't use it for e-commerce because that's when yeah. I go to a mall, I go to a movie, get Lulu, check my Apple stuff and go home. Sure. Um, sure. So is there, it o- there feels to me, there are only two retail companies left. And I would say Netflix could go around the world now buying theaters for pennies on the dollar, whether it's AMC or or Amazon may do that. But basically the mall can only be saved right now by a Netflix or Amazon because they have to go in and, and buy um, the movie theaters because the only traffic in a mall is going to be Lulu or Apple. Is there a, Who am I missing in a mall that's like...
0: Yeah, filler Besides stores food. like Abercrombie does a nice store. Urban Outfitters does a nice store. Those companies are both, Abercrombie got back down way below billion dollars market cap. Oh my God. Um, Urban Outfitters does like three different brands that they have that, that all fill up the mall and kind of add value as stores, meaning, you know, it, it, they're the kind of stores people hang out at you and I will hang out at a Lulu just because the flow is great. The people are good looking and it's kind of a nice place to be. Uh-huh. You know, the Apple store has a lot of toys. The, the Abercrombie store offers its own vibe. That's not as creepy as it was five, six years ago. Those guys have so much power now with the landlords. Right. That, that entire dynamic has changed where it's gone from, you know, how much are you going to pay us for space in our mall. Correct. To how where much would you like to, to be?
1: We'll make the mall nicer. We'll do what it right. takes. Right.
0: Right. And so Apple, as fancy as those stores are, they don't have to pay a pen to put their store. They're the new grocers. Yeah.
1: Right. Apple can go in. For better and worse. Well, for better for them because their margins are better than grocers and they get the same locations at a mall. And that's why I think Netflix, Amazon, at some point during this crisis, come save retail at, at scale.
0: Um, Amazon's going to need stores, though, because what Amazon doesn't have that people are going to want. That's what I'm saying. They're going to come in and just swoop in. Well, they've got to control their pipeline, though. Remember, more than half of what Amazon actually sells is private label stuff from third parties. Okay. And sketchy stuff right now is bad. You want to control that entire supply chain. So, you know, target for whatever it is you know that you're getting real product from there. Whereas Amazon, you kind of go on
1: and it's- Totally agree with market. that. No, but I'm saying Amazon could create their own five five under $10 store, meaning, and go into a mall and say, listen, Amazon brands under 10 bucks, like a five right. below and go, like someone's got to co-save the malls. They can't be repurposed fast enough. Uh, with what's going to happen post uh, COVID because even if we you get COVID under control in 90 days, 60 days, best case, the way America works, it's going to be in way the more, the more I study it, the way the States work is we're going to have waves and waves of this. We're never going to have the, to clamp down and, and get it done in three weeks. So we're going to, we're going to be dealing with this for with a while. So the prices are going to keep going down for retail. Um, and then there's ABG, which is a, a, an authentic brands, which buys distressed brands, but like Aeropostal and all these things. And I know those people, but they they're out of business right now. Not out of business, but like, hello, they're closed too. The buyers are oh, shut yeah. down too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and it changes the dynamic all through the food chain. And you still have to get, look at Burlington, which it, it just as a pure play on absolutely Oops. not online. At Coats. at the beginning of the month, they announced on their conference oh call they're yeah. full on closing the website, going out of business
1: online. Oh my god! Okay.
0: And they just said we're just going to be kind of a TJ. Just you know, we like the treasure hunt aspect of people coming in the stores. We're not even doing online. You literally cannot buy anything from Burlington Coat Factory or whatever they're calling themselves.
1: <laughs> You're right. The stock was two forty. It's one sixty. So it had a great run. I missed that it, went one. 120. it went to one twenty.
0: It went to one twenty a week ago. Just a straight dead swap. Base plant, and then it bounced another fifty percent. Look at Darden Restaurants, DRI. Oh, but Burlington. You know, went do you think the family plate is coming back? Yeah, crazy. Oh, so hilarious. I don't know how to trade those now, but you know, it, it right. literally Post-bounce. talk about no yeah. news. You know, Burlington literally can't have news because the goddamn stores are closed. It's the only place on earth you can't even make an order to buy something. Okay, just but that's why it away. fell
1: sixty percent. That's fascinating. It's literally and, and trading just, on air right now. Like you can't value it. It's closed.
0: No, you you completely can't. You just make it up. I do this for a living. I have no multiple on it because I literally don't know when revenues turn back on.
1: The only way you could trade a Lulu because me too. I saw it at one thirty, and I'm like, okay, I'm just trading this against machines at this point because it's zero, the zero revenue. And let's right, just, even right. if you count thirty percent or forty percent of the revenue, it's still basically zero because they're down sixty percent. And They got all the operating leverage, but. I don't know how Lulu, like today, at the end of the day, I was telling people on Stockton, it's like, if you own Lulu at $200, even though it's my favorite company in the world, and you're not, you're insane. Yeah. You, you, you just can't, I'd rather pay 240 with the stores open than own that stock at 200
0: And you know, whatever, that, that's really kind of the close the market argument is there's no possible way to value it, uh, you know, and they shouldn't get whips this way. You know, Lulu got folded in half, it bounced, the answer for the valuation is somewhere below two hundred right now, probably, but certainly above one hundred and twenty because they're a much better company yes, than they were. was One hundred and twenty.
1: There's uh, a new know, range. That's all I can teach. There's people a new from range, and new we range.
0: have to find it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, but people aren't going to dislike comfort. If we sit around nesting, Lulu's going to be just fine because yep. people will want to wear comfortable clothes.
1: But better house. to buy it at one hundred and twenty in a COVID world than a two hundred.
0: Right. Because you can chuck all the models. Every estimate on earth is coming out. I can personally promise that not one retailer had zero model for second quarter revenues. Zero. So they all got a yeah. problem.
1: Yeah, they all have a problem. So what was the first time you, since there's so many young listeners of this show, because uh, you would never have heard of this because this is a podcast and you, you sit on a throne with your Apple pen <laughs> drawing things. What, what's the first time you panicked? And you have panicked. I've seen you.
0: Oh, hell yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, so what was the
1: first time? and and with money around at a trade or something
0: i had opened my hedge fund about three months before the very first circuit breaker and so i'm just kind of different 2010 what was
1: this no man that was
0: 1997 okay 97 because of the Thai bot and long-term capital and i'm trading a bunch of domestic companies getting my ass kicked because of the Thai bot (laughs) <laughs> and I remember, you know, they froze the market, they, they put in their two-tier circuit breaker system, and my friends and I, we all just, we were on aim then, because we mm-hmm. didn't have Twitter, and we spent the entire 15-minute pause just just speculating how long it would be before they closed the market for the day. And it was like 20 minutes. I mean, the market pauses don't really work, you know, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. So that means, what, happened? You know, what happened? So that was... Oh, it's, you know, we spent the 15 minutes barfing up stocks. I didn't buy a single damn thing. I sat there shell-shocked. You know, it, it's, we just kind of lost my shit and basically screamed at the screen, you know, and got bailed out by having done the work before, but certainly not any decisions I made during the panic. But you, and, just, felt uh, just, you, you just felt
1: helpless at that and just You just
0: felt helpless. Yeah. I was there for the dot-com crash. I was on TV for the financial crisis, for God's sake.
1: I remember that. Yeah.
0: You know, You can just back up. That's all you can do in this market is, is to your point, and I think you and I both are teasing at this, you have to detach and just sort of disconnect emotionally. I've got no real relationship because they're, they are trading on air. If you are like Jeff Burlington and Howard (laughs) Burlington and it's our coat factory, you know, our, our personal value add didn't drop by 50% and then recover by half again. That, that didn't happen over the last month. We just got to stick to our business and try to find opportunities organically because everything that's trading right now is completely inorganic. It's just bullshit.
1: It's because really they, never happened before, right? Like you've been around and no. seen everything.
0: And when you make an income statement, you start with revenue. We have no revenue, so we <laughs> a zero statement. there. Oh, all we're the a startup. Of, oh, false. Yeah, yeah, we're start. We just we're putting zero there for an indefinite amount of time. But man, we've got infrastructure expenses like you can't believe. I mean, the clock is completely ticking on these companies. I assume that they'll restart and, and some of them are more financially capable than others, but there's going to be bodies.
1: And what are you doing during, during this pack? You're at home with the fam.
0: At home with the fam, trading way less. Doing, it, it's just
1: I way really less. I got
0: really... down to cash level that I can sleep and chill.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good reminder because you're what? In, you're in your 70s now?
0: 75 oh, look uh, great. I, I I just passed the um
1: are you the past 50 are you, yeah, did you hit, yeah you hit the median number i'm
0: older than than um than the uh dude from cocoon oh the, my god uh, brimley wilford brimley i passed the brimley line
1: and what <laughs> are your two favorite retailers apple and lulu who are your two favorite retailers that like
0: um, I would say probably Lulu and Target. I think Lulu owns them all. It, it, they're not an online company yet, but they're so much better at that than than the existing players. They're, they're going to be the ones who kind of survive. They just have an installed base in terms of tracking inventory and and being kind of born online um, that, that the gap just doesn't even, they can't see, they can't touch what Lulu's doing. And, and you know, it's in it's, Apple as well, you know. Nike probably in terms of as the brands morph into their own retailers. Yeah. Is one that you just have to add whenever you can. But again, you know, as we're talking, Nike's rally twenty five percent in two days. So yeah. you can wait for it.
1: Yeah. You don't have to buy it today. I was saying to people, I was like, people were like asking me, I was selling some of my long term position after I was trading it in the sixties for this move. And I'm like, Hey, I tried to bring down my average cost. This isn't, it's not going to a hundred anytime soon. And it's probably not worth 80 in the market where zero sales are happening and no sports. So you got to just, you can't look at what you paid. You have to look at relative. Unfortunately you're trading against, you shouldn't be looking at what you did. You got to be looking at what you need to sleep at night. And, yeah. uh, and the game will begin again in 60, 90 days. Uh, but when, when you start putting zeros at the top of your revenue line, uh, the only thing worth investing in is a startup, because they have no operating leverage, you know, right. Lulu has operating leverage. They may have no debt, but they got a lot of leverage.
0: Right. And so any fundamental argument you make is, is flawed just right from the jump because you don't have, you've got a zero at the top and you don't know when that's not going to be the case. You're not sure when you can start things back up again. So there is no fundamental argument. It's not, you know, that bedrock that you would go to emotionally to keep you in positions at the bottom isn't there.
1: Got it. Good yeah, point. It,
0: it's just not. Because so in a panic, the like bedrock
1: for retail is the top line.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it's the always than has the been
1: in any panic. It's like, okay, well, normal recession, we'll see 20% drop in sales. We'll close some stores, you know, we'll renegotiate. But you're right. This is like, there is no bedrock because it's zero.
0: Right. And so you know, it, it's again you're just making it up what's Burlington worth I have no idea when are they gonna open you know it it's you can make evil arguments for uh, you know you take a markdown good company like Burlington that's gonna probably do well in a more distressed economy but of course every store in the mall is a markdown good company as soon as they open
1: now it's taking prices down If someone fancies doing investing themselves like me uh, obviously I like investing but someone, don't you think consumer brands is the only place people like, obviously this is a, a black swan moment, you know, like we talk about from the revenue line um, and it'll screw up modeling for a century because people will just hindsight bias say, remember that times sales were zero. So all multiples will come down based on the fact that people now have to put zero in a model. Yeah. So, so knowing that, um, how do you plan to come out of this? Like what what um, are the baby steps that someone should think about? Because consumer brands are America. Like that's you know what I mean? So how do yeah, you think you, need,
0: about it? you you need a base that you can live off, you know, right now it it's again, it's all about just being able to control the kind of the emotion and your process and be able to generate income. And as an investor, the real money is made just by buying and holding stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it's the real trading grind. You're paying huge gains on everything that you do. So you got to basically make twice as much as you get to take home, and, on a net basis, yeah. it's just too much work. The real money is stuff you can just throw in a drawer. And, and no, but
1: so I was saying, oh, but, like, if you do you walk the mall? How do you? Obviously, you read a lot of research, but do you walk the malls? Like with a specific Oh, I'm walking the
0: mall. I'm looking right now. People should open up their apps. If you want to see the retailers that are going to survive, they're offering customer service right now. They're giving people an alternative. You can still buy things from them and get kind of reasonable delivery. You can see the companies that, that have some sort of flexibility and and are using this as an opportunity. The targets and Walmarts, they really are in the service business. Yeah. And that's going to matter. That's really going to matter in an America that's afraid. And so, you know, it, it's that's going to give you the bedrock. That's how you can shop right now and go see what's happening. And if you're a Burlington shareholder and the store's closed, you should maybe take that as a sign.
1: Yeah, but, good point. You know, good <laughs> point. And the same thing is, do you cover food like McDonald's or no? Oh yeah. So McDonald's yeah. I only has 50 stores closed. Is why I read that, and I'm like, that's why I got so excited about the stock at like 140. So it's a little different than retail in the sense that they're actually functioning.
0: They're actually functioning and they're, they're probably essential because they, anybody with a drive-thru is kind of a winner through this because it's just going to keep that that base going. Yeah. You know, when you close the entire mall, when you close all these restaurants, you just, there's no competition.
1: Yeah, yeah If you're out
0: there, we're using, we had a Chick-fil-A like two of the last five nights or something. We never have that. You know, but they've got a drive-thru and they've got good chicken, so great.
1: Got it. You know, Got the, it.
0: Those guys are taking share. People that are serving the customer now through this time, they're going to take market share. Market share is everything for a retailer.
1: Yeah, because Chipotle's doesn't have drive through, I don't think. And that's why I was like, eh, I've given up on Chipotle's. I think I'm a McDonald's and Starbucks person because of the drive through and because the big will get bigger. I think it's the corner store gets killed. So it's like whether we hate or love McDonald's or Starbucks, it's a no-brainer for when the world starts because they – have scale and they may they're working off a, a crappy base, but like the corner store is killed. The co- the Starbucks killed. the Starbucks corner competitor is out of business.
0: And think how much you have to go through to, to gain market share in kind of a normal retail environment. You gotta compete on price and sexy pizzazz and the smell of the coffee but Right now, the people that are the only stores open are just being handed the opportunity to win market share. Yeah. Which is unprecedented. It's unbelievable. Which is so kind don't of a really shame. They didn't the even problem. deserve
1: that. Like, this is a weird storm where they're benefiting for the wrong reasons.
0: Yeah. And exactly, which is the essence of why we really shouldn't be gambling on this crap right now at all. Because, it, you know, who are the essential companies who should be serving us? What do you do with a Kroger's here, which has taken a weird trip all the way up to 40 because people thought they'd do great. And it turns out being in the grocery stores kind of a 2% margin business no matter what the hell you do. It's just not worth that much. You can't move the needle.
1: I think we're, I think you're, you're right. I think if you, you know, that's why I wanted to talk to you. If you, if the consumer brands, other than being down 60% and closing your eyes and going, these will be around. uh, But once they down 20%, that's not, that's not low enough in a world with zero revenues.
0: and if you're looking at some of these operations that are levered up, the companies I was bashing earlier, you know, Who is that? let those spike. Yeah. Oh, Foot Locker, Cap, uh, yeah. Macy's, Macy's yeah. indebted companies. I don't know what these guys yep. are going to do on the other side, but give me a 50% rally to to put those things back out and short um, ah, no. there. Cause you know, they're not going to recover. It's going to be a real and, they got and, big
1: problems. And what about like on a Disney, like today I just, it crossed a hundred, hundred and four. I was like, you know what? I love Disney. I'm just getting. I don't care what I paid for it. You know, it was about the same price two, three years ago. And I'm like, it's 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 too conglomerate. Like in a world where yeah. social distancing matters, the theme parks, unless they spin that off, uh, Disney Prime is going to get lost in this company.
0: And they've done such an amazing job with those parks. It just sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, it really, it's really, really too bad because I would love to be on Disney as well. You know, but again not only do they have to open the parks again and I, and I'm sure that Disney being Disney will be able to generate traffic. Of course, There's going to be a period where the consumers kind of circumspect about, it. you know, you're going to see the same thing in Vegas. People are going to go back, but they're going to go back a little less vigorously than they did. And that's going to be Correct. a problem.
1: Correct. People need to really rethink what they thought was a superpower. Um, post COVID-19. So I appreciate you spending the time with me. If people want to reach you, what's the best way to reach Jeff?
0: Um, probably tweet at me.
1: At Jeff Mackey. At and Jeff Mackey, all one word. M-A-C-K-E. M-A-C-K-E. I'll post it and share this with everybody. And uh, what are you doing for fun, like pre COVID-19? What was life like? Because I know I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> we used to be able to hang a little in San Diego, but I'm in Phoenix. So...
0: I know. I know. I've just been working with these two kids, actually, having a great little basketball season, geeked up for track. I've been boxing with my son. It's been fantastic. And then all that came to a screeching halt. Being a teenage boy, he thought maybe boxing would be a good alternative to track and field for the, for the virus. I explained that if you can actually taste the other kid's sweat, it's probably not hygienic.
1: <laughs> That's immaculate. Well, how old is he now? Is he 16? He's fourteen. He's, he's 14. a good
0: little fighter. We're gonna I'm gonna take him down to Tijuana Smokers and just you know we're gonna pretend like I'm just a dad there to get his kid's ass kicked. We got a whole grifting thing set up.
1: Well you should start manscaping him now because nine years from now he's fucked.
0: You never know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wax the baby. Oh wait a minute, it's your chest. wife's
1: father. What's his hair look like if he's alive? What's your wife's It's view?
0: not looking great for the kids' hair, Howard, I'll be honest with you. All right, we'll he's, send he's him along. He's gonna we'll have a short more. run.
1: He's got i I'm, short I'm run. cutting
0: his hair today. I've been showing him like Bosworths and and various hairstyles. He's, he's got a. He's got a date with a wall razor in the next couple of days. Here.
1: Well, your attitude has always been great. Miss seeing you. Thanks for uh, sharing the wisdom here. I think uh, I think we got our point across, and I uh, hope the market's open for you because you're working hard. I mean, this is bad for people like you. It's a derivative of bad retail. Is people that make their living covering retail. So hopefully everything. Uh, comes down soon what's your take on 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 the virus what you're reading what's your take
0: oh i think they got to close the stores you know it's i think they have to go to the big box discount to keep everything churning and otherwise you you know you're in the business of driving traffic and you're in closed space is that honestly what you want to do right now because that's a mall store model
1: i think you lose brand if you do that right now
0: you lose a lot of brand right now you can't do shit you just gotta you know it, it's these. I don't know what the gap's going to do, but they should be game planning because if you don't have an online presence and you have to restart your entire company at a time to be determined later, you got a lot of stuff to do right now.
1: Yeah. I think we've, these last few days people needed to really rethink this stuff. You know, this pause in the selling that lasted a few days. It's like, it's a real thing. This is not fake. Yeah. This is not a simulation.
0: Yeah. And I think when the market kind of runs out of steam on this rally, that's, you know, people are realizing you know, once you kind of get up twenty percent from the lows, all of a sudden you have to use valuation again, and yeah. it's just not there. There again, can't emphasize that enough. There is no way to value the current market.
1: No, I appreciate that. Now, what um, I was going to ask you, but I forget. I just had a senior moment live. The uh, so we will once the markets reopen. And the winners happen and we're going to create a frothy with friends episode because the winners will come and they will put their foot on the gas. And it is going to be a jihad moment for retail, meaning it's fun to make fun of the losers right now. And it's not fair at some point because it's too easy. But what's going to come out of this boom should be spectacular.
0: Yeah. And they're just it's. I can't even imagine the opportunity before a lot of these kind of young executives were just starting up a retailer. This is just a clean slate moment. So you're exactly right. If you can stay in the game to get to the kind of when we reopen the malls, there's going to be a lot of really good
1: stuff to buy. Okay. We will talk then. Thanks, Jeff. Take care of the fam. And we'll right, talk to I'll, you soon. Be well, friend. You too. Tough. I wanted to give people a dose of reality. It's been fun to me to talk about brands for two weeks because I was building a list and putting a trade on, but like as of middle of today, I know it was only a day and a half, but I I wasn't fooling around. I Retail think, is suffering beyond anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel for the local store, we are ordering locally, you and I for food and yeah, we're going to pick up. Um, but, uh, but that's the reality. That's Jeff. like the guy, no one wants retail, you know, comes from second generation target family and uh, knows retail. But when the number zero, don't think you're smarter than the market. When the, when a, when a plug figure is zero, nobody knows. So uh, next up, uh, Herb Greenberg. So for everybody uh, listening to Jeff Mackey, I'll get this up and uh, talk to you everybody soon.